0: 36, 36, that is the number, the magic number, I guess you would call it, the Lightning have left of games in the regular season until they will go and try and win the Stanley Cup for a third year in a row. We'll talk all about that and more and the All-Star break, but first... Episode of Lock the Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Dagger. What's up, everybody? Just a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so we're back from the All Star break. Well, the Lightning don't play till Thursday, so we still got a little bit of a time to wait. Uh, to see the boys hit the ice a little bit, extra rest. But the Lightning go into the All-Star break with a record of 7-2-1 their last 10. Uh, That's an overall record of 30-10-6, which puts them second overall in the league, as well as second overall in the Atlantic Division, three points behind the Florida Panthers. And... I just want to start off the show with a little thought I had when I was on Locked On NHL yesterday. As a guest, some of you may know, we norm I am normally the co-host on the Thursday slot with Colorado Avalanche, well, Locked On Avalanche host, Chris Masili. And I jumped on yesterday with, with host Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders. And we were just talking a little, little bit of an update as to how the Lightning were doing thus far this season. And I threw out, with, without even realizing it in the moment, I, I, I said something that really, later on, got me thinking about this team and the true potential that we have yet to really see from them thus far this year. And and really what I'm trying to say is that coming into this season, it was very evident that one of the biggest concerns of a potential third straight cup run was the fatigue that this team has has accumulated over the last two playoff runs. And a lot of that has to do as well as the infrequency of the schedule, 2020 season, and then last season where we go from basically having a shortened season straight into the playoffs in a a bubble up in Edmonton, and then we go into playing games every other day and having a full-blown Stanley Cup playoff. And jumping right back into it, trying to, you know, after finishing up in July and then finishing right back up into it, uh, getting back into it in August, in October. And so it got me thinking as to, you know, there was a lot of talk around the team coming from players and personnel that really, they weren't gunning for first place in the Atlantic Division. Uh, do they have the talent to do to? to Challenge for a divisional crown? Absolutely. I mean, we're seeing it right now, three points behind. But is it safe to say right now, as the team has stated numerous times, that they just want to get in? Have we seen, and I think I'm well with them, i right. Have we seen the lightning at a hundred percent talent wise, like is their highest point? Is this what we're going to get out of them for the rest of the season, as well as the playoffs? And I think the obvious answer, and I'm just throwing this out. Maybe some of you may feel differently, but I think the obvious answer in this case is no. And that is really because just, if you're just looking at personnel alone, we've had a lot of guys in and out of the lineup, uh, injuries here and there. Obviously, the no- most notable ones this year were Kucherov and Point, and then a cluster of other guys here and there, and then obviously most recently was Eric Chernak. So I would have to say no. But having said that, can we, barring injuries and and, and Covid possibly rearing its ugly head at some point at once again. Is it is it too much to maybe put on the shoulders of these guys to say, well, let's look at this team as what they are right now and just take, and just evaluate them that way. Let's not just say, okay, one. Let's not play the if game. If Bogosian's in the lineup, if Chernak's in the lineup, if if and when Cooch comes back I think this current team right now that we are ready to roll out on the ice I don't know and and maybe I'm just negative but this team yes I I think if you if you roll out these lines as what they are with Kachuk Colton and Radish on that fourth line as well as if you're rolling out Clayson and Foot on the third line on the third line pairing, yeah, that wins you a playoff series. But if and when eventually, if you keep on winning and you run into Florida, I don't know. I don't know if this team, as it stands, unless Vasilevsky just turns it on, which is very possible. I mean, we've seen him do it over the last couple of years, but. In a best of seven, can we really sit here and and can you can you confidently tell me that nine times out of 10 in a best of seven series that Tampa could come out and beat a team of caliber such as Florida? Because that's really, it's going to happen. These two teams will meet each other at some point in the playoffs. And because I, quite frankly, I, I don't think either of them are... are I think they're too talented to get get bulldozed in the first round. I think that's the only way we would have to see maybe something identical as to what happened years ago with Tampa and Columbus for even a scenario to come up in which these two teams don't play each other uh, after the first round. But I don't know in the best of seven series that I could confidently say, yes, Tampa has the experience 100% and they have the chemistry, but do they have the overall talent to win four games especially down in Florida I mean down in in Miami and I would like to say yes I I think experience wins playoff games 100% plus goaltending but Florida is just they they're so electric they're so good from top to bottom there there's really I don't see any flaws in this team obviously they have flaws they they have, they're, they aren't going to win 82 games this year they're not undefeated but when you match them up really Tampa other than their top three lines you know the first two defensive pairings yes are very good but it's that fourth line and that third line defensive pairing and then if you catch Vasilevsky on a bad night that could spell disaster Obviously I'm not gonna I, I'm not saying that the Lightning should, you know, have no chance of beating Florida. Don't don't take my words out of context. But just a little food for thought. Really to round it out before we head into the break. Once again, have we seen the true potential of this Tampa Bay team? I would think not. I would really think not. So we'll come back after the break and discuss the rest of the schedule. Uh, got a lot of big games, a lot of big series, big West Coast. I guess more so Canadian Pacific Northwest road trip coming up. Um, gotta love the West Coast trips, just the time difference. Because I mean, ten o'clock starts. Who loves it? And I mean that with the utmost the utmost sarcasm. Absolutely hate them. So we're gonna talk about one of today's first sponsors, and that is Built Bar. Now, this is the time of year that I'm pretty much giving up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I am actually enjoy eating them. Now, with other protein bars, you, you might get that chalky, that waxy taste that just leaves you absolutely miserable, but you power through because you're saying to yourself, well, this is healthy for me, so I need to do this. But not with Built Bar. These things are covered in a hundred percent chocolate and the best thing about them is that they taste like a candy bar that's how good they are they taste so good you're probably gonna eat more than one and the best thing is that they're so healthy so healthy they contain 130 calories uh four grams of sugar four net carbs and 17 grams of protein compare that to a candy bar which usually has around 240 calories 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs and the best part they have tons of flavors for you to pick and choose from mint brownie coconut coconut almond and new for this month white chocolate cookies and cream they are all delicious and built bar it is always coming out with new flavors, so you always got to keep tabs on them. So, you know, at Bilt Bar, they're all about taste. The taste makes it delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they always pull it off every single time. They always leave me speechless. So go to Bilt.com, use promo code Lock 15 you get 50% off your order. That's promo code Lock 15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Now let's get back to it. And we're back, segment two. Now, I just want to thank all of you. Once again, obviously you guys are the best listeners in the world. And yes, I said world because we have listeners all around the world, listening to us in Europe, Canada, uh, Poland. I've seen some Ireland here and there. I've seen some Australia, wherever you are around the world, whatever time you're listening to this, I know you're making us your first listen of the day. So once again, thank you as always for the support. And if you want to support us even more, go ahead and follow us on our social media platforms at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Give me a follow on Twitter at Danky Dank, d e n k y d a n k. And make sure to give us a follow on YouTube, and the podcast is available wherever podcasts are distributed. And best part, it's for free. And if you're able to, if you're able to give us a five star rating, please do so. We really appreciate it. And if you want to give us a a one star rating, well, you have my Twitter handle. Drop me a DM. We'll talk about it. Safe space. All right. So speaking of a safe space, the lightning, like I said in the first. Uh, First segment are sitting very safely atop in the second second position in the Atlantic Division. Yes, Toronto is three points behind, but I'm not worried about those guys. I'm really not. Uh, Toronto is starting to get it together, but you know what? I think Tampa is this play that they've been having the last 10 games, especially 7-2-1 and one, like I previously mentioned. Very sustainable. I think once Kucherov comes back, hopefully Chernak and Bogosian come back uh, with enough time for them to get going because, you know what, really, really could use those guys. But yeah, um, looking at the second half of the season now, I would have to say this is definitely going to be a lot more difficult. Coming up Uh, after the long break, do the All Star break. Of course, they will be back on Thursday, nine o'clock start in in Colorado, and then they kind of get a a little bit of a little bit of a uh, I guess a relief. You know, um, playing Kairos the next night. It's kind of like benching 225, taking a couple of plates off, and then you're benching 135. Going to feel a lot lighter, but you still got to go out there and bench it regardless of the weight. So I'm sure the Lightning will be ready for that game. A game that they really should win. Um, That game against Colorado on Thursday, I would have to say it's a toss-up. Colorado is good. Colorado is very good. Um, Definitely a in some ways a almost identical team uh, to Tampa. I I still think obviously Tampa against any team in this league has the edge in the goaltender department but um, definitely a team that is very capable of getting to Vazlowski numerous times very quickly early on and obviously the the goal and, and, and focus of the game is just Play tough in the neutral zone. Control the play along the boards. Uh, go out there and dictate the game through the face-off circle, uh, and dominate early on. Catch them on their toes. Don't let them. Don't let them get settled in. Don't let them dictate the game. Um, I, I've spoken about this. If you listen to any episode this this year in which I've I've discussed an upcoming game, uh, you know full well that that really is just the overall focus for this tampa team because if they could do that at least two out of the three and obviously execute on the power play i mean i i really am a firm believer that yes uh their 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 power play ranks in the top 15 in the league but at the same time i think those numbers are a little inflated due to you know they they go very they go stretches and when i say stretches games plural with without scoring a power play goal and then they score in bunches uh, especially in games where really the, the power play goals are, are somewhat meaningless um, but after that Coyote game they finally come to up by me uh, I'll be at the game on Tuesday in Newark against the Devils that is a very much winnable game uh, the Devils lost last night to Ottawa who if you're not Following the the league that that in depth, uh, Ottawa is one of the worst teams in the league, and it seems like as the season goes on, the Devils are just declining and declining um, in level of play. And and really, when you lose like that to Ottawa, uh, it's not a good look. And then the next week, they got the Oilers, and then Nashville to finish out the the month, which very two tough teams. Obviously we all know what Edmonton's going through right now with a little bit of that dysfunctionalism that I I, I guess we could come to expect with Edmonton now, you know, them, them not being able to build around two of the best players in the world. Uh, you could really, you know, make the case for them to be interchangeable. You could also make the case for Connor McDavid to be the top player, uh, in the league, hands down. Um, but that should be a game where the Lightning should, if they could just make the rest of the team go out there and try and win the game instead of McDavid and Seidel, I think that's, a, that's probably a more winnable game than the Coyotes game, just because their goaltending situation is abysmal. Uh, they got no players past the second line. Uh, the Lightning should be able to easily outplay those teams. And we'll, we'll discuss more of that as that matchup comes. But really, what I'm focused in is that sixth game, what ter- what starts out uh, in the Central Division and then works its way out to the Pacific Northwest uh, all all road games. Uh, the earliest game that we will see is the first game of the re- uh, of the of the, um, of the road trip is against the Blackhawks on the sixth of March. That's a seven o'clock game, and then the games just get later and later and later. So at eight o'clock start after that uh, in a Winnipeg. Nine o'clock start in Calgary, and then we got tens in Edmonton, Vancouver, and Seattle. And then back for it. definitely a tough game against the Rangers, followed by. Uh, a Carolina game the following week so really the lightning it, when, when I spoke about full potential earlier in the show this is going to be the, these next couple of weeks are going to be a very good test just because of who they're going to have to go up against uh, you pretty much get to see Edmonton twice in the span of a month um, obviously Arizona and Jersey those are the games that you need to win um, but yeah, Nashville is still a very tough team, regardless of what you think of them. Um, and then in March, you, you have a bunch of winnable games. You play Ottawa, you play Detroit, play Detroit twice, played Boston, who, you know, that's a game, regardless of what you think of Boston, based on where they are in the standings. I still think that's a team that is, is very much, um, a pain in the butt for the Lightning, uh, who always who always knows how to play the Lightning very well and, and really does a very good job of dictating the physicality throughout the game. And then the 27th, obviously, a 2 o'clock start on a Sunday um, against the Islanders. And the Islanders are another team that really zero to no excuse... Uh, for, for losing that game or even allowing them to, to make it somewhat competitive. Uh, obviously, we have to go out there and, and the Lightning need to go out there and play. Uh, ideally, I would like to see Kucherov, Chernak, and Bogosian all healthy by mid-March, but you never know. Uh, you might see Cooper uh, just maybe not be too gung-ho about forcing some guys back onto the ice then again if a guy really wants to go out there and play and says he's ready I wouldn't expect him to, to say no you're gonna st- you're gonna not play in this game I, I think that Cooper it, is gonna go off if his guys are healthy if they're ready to go they're they're locked in he's gonna go out there and he's gonna he's gonna allow them to play and get in the groove um, but yeah 36 games left in the regular season, and then you got an absolute marathon uh, starting afterwards. But yeah, you look at the remaining schedule and and other than really for that that West Coast, whatever you want to call it, trip, I, I like this schedule. I see the Lightning. This is really where if you're going to find your playoff form, if you're really going to see what the Lightning, what kind of team they are, uh, down the stretch, this is this is the time to to really uh, polish things off. This is where, because let's face it, barring some absolute catastrophic avalanche of a disaster, um, Lightning are in the playoffs hands down, and really now is the time to to really get ready. And maybe some of you are saying, "Well, you know, it's only February; we still have a couple of months." ahead of us but still season will be over before you know it and you know the lightning needs to end on a good note and and even april i'm I'm not going to get into april but I, I see a lot of a lot of winnable games where if the lightning are i think and i and i said this on the locked on NHL guest appearance yesterday i said this if we're sitting here going into april and the lightning are about two to three points out of it i think they go for the i think they go for the division i i think they really if they if they are in reach i don't think they i think they just say screw it and let's go for it regardless and that might be the kind of run that could not only obviously put them at the top of division and potentially earn them the president's trophy But that's the kind of thing that we could really see them if they end on a good note, carry into the playoffs and and really put them on their way to possibly raising another cup. So almost in a way, you would want them to kind of, you know, challenge for the division crown, even though I feel like if. If the guys don't feel like it's in the cards, I don't think they're going to really make it a focus. I think they're not going to say it in the interviews if they're asked about it in press conferences or media scrums. I think really what it comes down to, if they're asked about it, they're going to say, well, you know, we're not really thinking about that. We're just looking to get ready for the playoffs. And and I think that's the right mentality, and I think the wins will come. The points will come as long as they do what they're supposed to do. And, and everyone plays the right way, and they, they, they get off the games the right way because that's the one thing that has plagued them all season long. There's been a very large number of games in which I firmly believe not only they could have won in regulation, but didn't have to be as close as they really should have been. And, and that had to do with a lot of lesser teams. Um, you know, that, that game against Buffalo in October, in which they lost 5-1. Yes, I understand. It's the third week of the season. That's a game I look back on saying that, that could have been three points right there. Or that, that game they blew a couple... I want to say a, two months ago. Was it two months ago? Yeah, it was two months ago against the Devils. That's another game. That's another three points right there. That's six points right off the top of my head that I just mentioned that, you know, if, if we got those wins... We're talking about the lightning in first place right now. Something to think about. So we'll wrap things up in just a little bit after the break. But first, I want to talk about our last sponsor of the day, and that is Bet Online. Now, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs and right to the big game this week. Okay. If anybody is putting money on The Rams, I would have to say you're a sucker. I I really, I love Joe Burrow. Now, if you follow me on social media, especially on Instagram, I've been going off. I think Joe Burrow. Not only one of the most young, talented players in the NFL right now, but one of just the coolest guys. We call him Joey Smokes. He likes to light a cigar after every big win. And guess what? You know what? I think if you put your money on Joey Smokes, you'll be letting a cigar after the game, especially if you throw a lot of money down. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates on current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online, where the game starts. And wrapping things up for this morning's earlier episode, I know, putting it out way up, way way early a little bit of an overachiever right here um let's just look at the lines real quick to to wrap things up obviously these are probably these are subjects to change and i would imagine that you know i i wouldn't be surprised if these are are different by the time uh we're looking at thursday's game against the avalanche so you got plot points Sorelli on the first line just gotta say Sorelli, I think having him on the first line is just absolutely it's just a great move. He's been having a fantastic season. The guy is just in in. this is my third season uh, hosting this show. And I have to say, I have not seen Sorelli this laser focused. Uh, this is the this is the most locked in I've I've ever seen him, and it's translating onto the ice now. Obviously, he plays with his heart on his sleeve, and he's a very intense player on the ice to begin with. But uh, this year, it's just a whole other animal, and I think obviously a lot of that that struggle that he went through last season just not being able to really put anything in the back of the net and then kind of sort of turning it on in the playoffs I think that really helped him out uh, get his confidence back and and obviously being in the league as long as he has that's that's you know having that experience and being able to handle things in certain situations uh just all around playing well this season and and can't wait to see him kind of take it up a notch in the playoffs and then on the second line you got Kalorn, Stamkos and Joseph I just really like the the mixed match that we got there Joseph obviously started the season out on the third line last year we saw him a little bit on the fourth line here and there as well and then we got that bruiser line on the third with Maroon, Pierre-Edouard Belmar and Corey Perry I was talking about this on the with, with Gil Martin I, I, I think you know Corey Perry still has time. I could see him, if not reaching the 30-goal mark, which I did uh, predict at the beginning of the season for him to get, I I still think he will get relatively, really, really, really close to it. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he hits the 30-goal mark on the dot. But um, right now, he sits with... He has 15 goals. I'm sorry, 12 goals. So not too far off. Um, I can see him. If he has a big second half, he could hit that 30 goal mark. No problem. Obviously, you know, 18 goals in 36 games, a little tough, but I, I think that he should be able to, to, to do it. I mean, he's still talented. He's still in, in, I still, he's, he's still on top in his career. Um, I still think there's a lot of hockey yet to be played and he's still got a lot of goals yet. Uh, yet to, to to score and then he got Kachuk, colton and radish i think the heart and soul of that line has to be colton of course and then i like that for a guy like him who he shoots the puck a lot but he also can see he has a lot of good he has very good vision on the ice so i think having two really two snipers on each side of you is really going to help him and and really not make him fall into the habit of trying to force the issue. And we've seen Ross do that from time to time this season, which he misses a, a good opportunity and he kind of gets in his own head and, and he starts to just trying to shoot and shoot and shoot. And and not necessarily from bad angles, but in some moments where maybe looking back of it, obviously in the heat of the moment and and, and in, in the seconds of the game in which, you know, you really only have a split second to make a decision. Obviously... It, we could looking back on it now, and and obviously you know from the outside looking in, it's easy to say, well, he could have passed it there. But I'm sure looking back at the tape, he knows, or or if someone said something to him on the on the bench going back, I'm sure he knows. But you know, if he could just maybe defer to those guys a lot more often, which he'll have to play in the center position. And that's not going to be set in stone. I think that'll be interchangeable on that line, even though he is probably the best on that line in faceoff. So obviously you got to stick him in the middle there. But I think having those two guys on both sides of him, I think is really going to help him open up his game and open up the ice a lot more for him because you're going to have a lot of the the attention paid to those guys and it's going to open up things for him, especially on the rebound and and the second chances, uh, scoring up in front in front of the goaltender. So I would imagine that, you know, we might see a couple of multi goal games. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say we're going to see a handful, but I wouldn't be surprised if Ross not notches a couple of multi multi goal games and maybe three point games here and there. Uh, so, you know, a lot of expectations for the second half, uh, Definitely expect the the Lightning to win at least more than half of those games. Um, I fully expect them to make a run for the division. I think going into April, I think the Lightning will will really dangerously be in position to, to really take the reins of this division out of the Florida Panthers as hands, who really for a bulk of the season has been in control and at the top of this division. And once again, please follow us on wherever podcasts are distributed so you can follow along as the season progresses and we could update you on everything surrounding the team as well as the show. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked on Lightning Park of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I'll talk to you in the next one.